Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wolber, and today I was lucky to sit down with Ryan Barone. He is the CEO and co-founder of Rent Ready, and I will let you tell their story. But one of the things that I really loved about this was kind of twofold. The first is, as you know, I love hearing the founder story. And second, it's really cool to hear what Rent Ready is doing from a technology standpoint to serve a market within our industry that largely has not had readily available technology. This is a fun, fast-paced, and informative conversation. I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. All right, Ryan, thank you a ton for joining me today on Modern Multifamily. Welcome to the show. Excited to be here. Hey, I'd love to start with just an introduction and your background. So let's start there today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Ryan Barone. I'm the CEO, CTO, and co-founder of Rent Ready. And uh, Rent Ready is really an all-inclusive landlord renter app that enables independent landlords, mainly uh, individuals that often have a full-time job, manage some properties on the side. It enables them to manage their properties themselves. We streamline a lot of the uh, the manual work from rent collection, tenant screening listings, maintenance, communication, and everything in between to make it easier for you to have all of the oversight, but not necessarily all of the work associated with managing your own properties. I am really excited to talk about the market that you're going after, but I'd love to start with the founder story. Uh, typically, one of my favorite parts of the show is talking to founders, and my understanding is that you started as a renter, and then the idea for Rent Ready was born from there. Uh, I'm sure no one tells the story better than you, though, so I'd love to hear from you kind of the makings of the business and how how that all began. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was a bit of an unexpected start, right? So as you mentioned, um, I was starting from the tenant side. I was I was going to school here in New York City at Pace University. Uh, I was double major in economics and math. I minored in computer science. I'd gotten my first internship in New York City. Um, it was this exciting moment to move out of dorms and get my first apartment. It was going to be amazing. And I, I quickly had the real world hit me um, and they needed W-2, letter of employment, bank statements, tax returns. Um, I did not get that apartment, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, today, I can sit here and tell you I'm happy about it. Um, but at the time, I was not. And so I started actually building an app for myself and friends to essentially gather all of the documents all of the information we needed to make applying to apartments easier, right? Like I knew landlords needed their documents and they needed them quickly. They wanted them in the format they wanted them in. And I thought, why can't I make it easier for tenants to gather all of that? So both sides win in the process. And what I quickly realized was I just so happened to be interacting with these independent landlords, these independent investors that were doing everything themselves all on spreadsheets because they weren't these massive property management companies like, you know, um, that, uh, Sometimes you have to be a very, very large uh, organization in order to be using complex software, software that streamlines a lot of it. And so they said, wait a minute, right? Our site's just as bad, if not worse. It's not just applications. It is the whole thing from the start of uh, me listing out my unit to screening tenants, collecting rent from them, handling their maintenance, talking with them throughout the lease, and ultimately, you know, either re-signing and listing that back out. Um, and that wasn't an overnight thing, right? That was um, years and years of going back and forth with landlords on our platform, telling us about individual stories they had and problems they were hoping we could solve with them. Um, and it's been a really cool journey to be able to, what I feel like today is really build a platform that's been based on their feedback, their asks of, you know, I have this specific problem about maintenance. Can you solve this? 
and we build that into the platform. We release it to everyone and it, it makes it just that much easier for the next person that comes on board. I love that. That's such a cool story. And it's, it's such a compelling story too, especially since you're targeting a market that notoriously has probably been forever underserved from a technology perspective. I'm curious how you're thinking about a, approaching a market like that, that, that the big software companies have said, no, thanks to, if you're less than a thousand, 2000 units, we cannot take care of you. Uh, what did that look like to go from idea to reality with this sort of down market play? Yeah. So a, a lot of it started with talking to landlords and, and figuring out what was it that you are doing right now? Why are you doing it that way? Do you want to keep doing it that way? Um, one of the early things we heard was that landlords didn't want to feel like they were being taxed for their growth, right? Like if you're this individual and you got your second unit, you're all excited about that. Oh, now the price of what you're using also is increasing with that as well. And so um, we actually took it from a, a very different approach in terms of how we've built out most of the platform so far. And what we've done is we've used the 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 uh, collective community to basically turn around and bargain on behalf of itself, right? So we have tens of thousands of landlords in all 50 states uh, managing their units on our system. We can go to people like TransUnion and say, hey, don't treat us like uh, Mike with 10 units and Ryan with eight units. Treat us like this one massive uh, portfolio that has hundreds of thousands of units. And so we actually are able to then turn around and give discounts to the tenant who's paying for the tenant screening. The landlord pays nothing to, to run their tenant screenings in the process. And so um, everybody is winning in that process. TransUnion's getting more people that wouldn't use them already. And that's just an example of one you know piece of the funnel that we uh, work with. Um, but it's it's basically applying that same approach to everything. And so everything we've done from payments to tenant screening to even some some odd things like maintenance coordination, which we could talk more about or accounting, has always been us saying, how can we use um, really the community's own strength uh, to its advantage and get access to things that you might not otherwise have access to or get it at a price you might not otherwise be able to negotiate it at if you were doing it on your own as opposed to you know being a part of this big group. That is such a smart model. I I have to ask, you look at maybe the, the bigger end, the opposite end of the market from a multifamily perspective, and you're seeing this like fast moving trend of best in breed, you know, a, a 25,000 unit owner operator who is piecing together 20 unique technologies to create their resident choreography. And for a five or 50 unit operator that obviously doesn't scale, is your vision for rent ready to, to ultimately become a one-stop shop for all things management or where does it stop? Yeah. Yeah. For us, it, it, has always been how do we make renting easier from both ends, right? From the the operator end of things and also from the tenant that's living in that unit. How do we make it a really seamless, easy experience that you you love and enjoy and you don't want to leave that unit? Um, and so, yes, it really is end-to-end -end in that process. Um, for us, uh, the way that we've tried to approach it too is I think there's a lot of people doing great things in the real estate space. Um, there are times that we say, hey, um, we're not able to find the solution out there. Um, 
and we build it internally, or we feel like we can we can add value in that sense. And there are some cases of that, like where um, we already processed rent on the platform. This is going a few years back, and we had a, a landlord in Texas at the time call us up and say, "Hey, unfortunately, I'm going through an eviction proceeding. Um, if my tenant pays me even one dollar of rent." it resets the eviction clock. So I need them to either pay me in full or not pay me at all. And so we built in the ability for them to block partial payments or block entire payments on a tenant by tenant basis. So you have that type of flexibility, that type of control when you need to. Um, The same type of thing where we've built in uh, automatic rent reminders to let tenants know certain days before rent is due or after it's already due so that you're not constantly sending out those individual texts yourself. And those are some things that we've built into the platform ourselves. Um, there are other times where um, we've partnered with others. So um, our maintenance coordination add-on is a, is a perfect example of that. That was one where landlords were coming to us saying, hey, my problem is some of my units I'm in state for and I, I do it myself. Some of my units, I'm not. They're two, three states away. And, and I don't want to have to go drive there when there's a, a leaking sink or, or something that needs to be fixed. And so can you make it feel like um, there is someone always there? And so we reached out to this company, Latchel. Similarly to your uh, your threshold point on unit counts, um, there was the same thing. Anybody under 72 units, they hadn't worked with in the past. They would just say, we, we can't service you. Um, we made a deal with them and said, Basically, anybody under 72 units, send them our way. And we built it into the rent ready platform. So you as a landlord, we actually completely eliminated all of your onboarding, entering your properties and your tenants and all of those things you would have to go manually update with a maintenance coordination system just happens behind the scenes now. You just enable it when you want to. And now when a maintenance request comes in through rent ready with the video that a tenant can take on the mobile phone we have for them, you have the option of either doing it yourself or enabling this where Latchel takes over. They find the plumber in your area. They schedule it with the tenant, send them over there, complete the work. They upload the invoice. They mark it complete. It's all in your dashboard as if you were doing it yourself, except for you're just sitting there watching it all happen for you. And so that was a that was a case where we were able to say, okay, we don't have to you know reinvent the wheel here. Someone else is doing something well. Um, let's partner with them, leverage what we can, which is you know making it easier for you to actually get set up and use this, um, but not necessarily build it up. Uh, from the ground. So you mentioned TransUnion for screening. You've now mentioned Latchel. Have there been mm-hmm. any other important partnerships or ones that you're comfortable sharing that are maybe opportunistic for you in terms of serving an un- underserved market, but but doing it at, at the scale that Rent Ready can provide? Yeah, yeah. Another one was uh, on the accounting side of things. So we we had a lot of landlords that were either doing it completely on spreadsheets or were doing it with uh, QuickBooks, often setting up sub jobs in order to get PL by property. Um, it is not, you know, out of the box if you've ever gone through and done that. And so we were trying to answer the question of how do we get out of the box accounting where you come in and just like setting up your own property on rent ready or setting up your rent on rent ready and we automatically bucket that in a way that makes sense to you. How do we make the accounting side make sense as well, specifically for an, a landlord, not just for anything you might be doing accounting for. And so we did find a company for that uh, REI hub that was actually recommended from some of our landlords as well at the time. We were able to build an integration with them. And and similarly, um, you can enable it. We feed all of the rent information and property and tenant information behind the scenes. And, you know, for you, you get your Schedule E, your PNL by property um, just right there for you anytime you need it. Um, but you don't necessarily have to do all of that, that setup work, all, all of that heavy lifting at the beginning to get it going. 
How cool. I, I'd love to shift into the market. And uh, you're based in New York City. And outside looking in, I always draw an assumption that if you start in New York City, your product only works in New York City. You look at, you know, Nestia that's now Funnel, who's done a successful, phenomenal job of going national with their their program and, and rebrand. Uh, Street Easy, you know, still one of the highest performing ILSs that only means something if you live, you know, in NYC. Uh, yeah. My understanding is that you're almost the opposite. You're built to scale um, way, way wider. But I'd love to hear from you in the market, the locale, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, it is. It's. It was an interesting one for me too, right? Because I was trying to build it for myself, at least at first, <laughs> to make things better for me living in New York. But what we quickly realized was there were a lot of landlords. Um, that weren't in New York City, weren't even in New York State, um, that weren't even in cities. There were more suburban areas or rural areas that were gaining a lot of uh, value from the things we were building and sometimes even more um, for things like um, uh, we have a mobile app for tenants. And one landlord at one point said, hey, there's a big, I do the maintenance myself. The big difference between a leaking sink that's uh, a little drip that you're just letting me know at midnight, but you want me to come tomorrow, not come bang on your door in 20 minutes, or something that's destroying the kitchen floor, and I need to jump out of bed and go rush over there. So if you could take a video of that, you already have a mobile app on the tenant's phone and send me that video. We both can understand what you're really looking for from me here when you submit a, a maintenance request saying leaking stink. And so that was one where, especially where you get into areas where a landlord is, is, is further apart from the unit that they're managing, um, starts to add even more value to it, right? Because if you make an hour drive and find out you should have just thrown a bowl under it, or you could have seen that it, that leaking sink was coming from the faucet up above or the pipe down below. And so now you don't have the parts that you need. Um, it can save a lot of time for you. And so in a lot of cases, whether it was that or um, lease signing that we built in the platform during COVID, um, a lot of times we've seen value being added almost more so for the the market we didn't necessarily start with building the platform for. And I think that's some of the beauty of it is that, you know, as people give you feedback, we're not uh, anchored to serving a particular uh, market or a particular particular geographic area, our hope is to really help everybody in the US, um, no matter how many units they have or where they're located. And so I think that's that's where it kind of starts to become its own organism and live and grow on its own from everybody using it. Oh, for sure. Well, have you? what about like building type? Do you think about the industry from a multifamily perspective and we're seeing yeah. lots of, you know, single family build to rent. We're seeing active mm -hmm. adult, this 55 plus category really get some legs. And there's lots of speculation that it's going to more than 20 X in the coming years. And then of course there are parallels between multifamily and self-storage senior housing. Like I'd, I'd love to hear your take on, on who the best fit is for you, not just from a size, but from a type of building or type of operation they run. Yeah, that's, that's a really smart point. So a, a lot of what we've built the platform for and what it's been used for so far has been single family, smaller to more medium sized multifamily it really hasn't honestly been built for like the, the very, very large multifamily properties. Um, we've seen some really interesting applications, though, times where people have come to us and said, hey, um, 
does this work for storage units? One of our largest landlords on the platform is actually someone with 2,600 storage units um, and said, I know it's not built for someone of my size in particular. I know it's not really built for storage units versus, you know, single family or, or uh, smaller multifamily, but it works for me. I like it. And and they've been on the platform for years at this point and, and enjoy it from that aspect. So I think there's some really interesting applications. We've even seen um, people use it for uh, like, uh, parking spaces that they own, parking lots uh, for truck drivers, uh, even hair salons that have rented out chairs. So some really interesting applications that, you know, isn't really the the core thing that we built it for that, that single family, smaller multifamily. Um, but you never know. It's, it's worth a shot. I love that. Hey, well, I'm, I have to ask, and, and I won't name names, but when, when we all think about some of the big software companies in the industry, we know who they are. Two to five probably, you know, come top of mind. In your mind, is this a David versus Goliath situation or is this a greenfield opportunity to go serve a market that is not used to having technology they can even use to solve their problems? Yeah, it, it really is the second. I really don't okay. think it's a David versus Goliath. Um, we've seen um, time and time again where those very large two to five have said for years, I mean, that they've qualified against it. If you go to a lot of their websites and say, how many units do you own? You say less than a hundred or less than 50 just qualifies you right out of the funnel. And that's where a lot of independent investors or landlords in our space um, have been kind of left to spreadsheets. And that's really who we're trying to help more than anyone is those people that have been almost relegated to doing everything manually on pen and paper and spreadsheets and us finding a way to help with that. I think that's super cool. Um, do you think, I, I wonder if you think of yourself as a category creator. Oh, I just dropped, you just dropped video. Sorry about that. No, you're totally good. Um, I'll Got a little bit of a cough today, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally good. I do too. Um, I'll re, I'll re-ask the question. It, Ryan, in, in my mind, you sound like you are a category creator. Uh, and I'm going to riff really quick before I ask you a question. Um, I look at enterprise technology all the time, and I draw a lot of inspiration from a marketing and go-to-market standpoint. I look at companies like Drift, who've created conversational marketing. I look at Gong, who have created you know revenue intelligence. I look at Outreach, who have created sales engagement. Do you feel like you're embarking on a category creation uh, kind of journey based on the fact that it's a market that for the last 20 plus years have never had a solution? Or, or how do you think about kind of your, your narrative as it relates to the market you're going after? I really do. Um, I mean, obviously something's existed in the market as a whole to help certain segments of the market, but largely there's been a lot of people that have just not had something that works really well for them in, in the segment we're trying to do it for. And so um, it, it's exciting for us. I mean, we're, we're getting to help a segment that previously was kind of ignored. And that's an exciting thing for both of us, right? I mean, we get a lot of engagement from them. It helps us build a better product as a result of it. And it feels great for both of us coming out the other end, either providing something that adds a lot of value or receiving something that provides a lot of value. When you think about getting that message and story out there, uh, telling the story of Rent Ready, are you attending conferences? Are you running paid ads? Like, how, are you running customer kind of testimonials and referrals? Like, how, how are you embarking on 
building awareness that this segment of the market now has something they can work with at a reasonable price to consolidate and, you know, operationalize. Yeah. So a lot of it is uh, word of mouth. Um, a lot of it is from the community itself. I think one of the amazing things to me about the real estate community is there is this sense of if I figure something out that has helped me manage my portfolio more easily, I want to tell everyone I know that also owns properties. And I think that's that's wonderful. It's not the case in every industry that you go look at. Like There are times where there's that knowledge hoarding. I think realistically, real estate has this, this knowledge sharing tendency to it, especially in the segment that we're trying to help. Um, and so I think it, it's really exciting for us to to be a part of that, right? It, it's a way for us to serve as um, the messenger sometimes where as one landlord figures something out, they tell us, uh, we build that into the product. The next landlord that comes on gets asked about that as part of their onboarding experience. They now don't have to make the mistake that someone else might have made in the past and learned from and shared with us. And so we all uh, really get to benefit as, as a, uh, a result of that. What what are some of the things that you find your customers being most delighted by when it comes to the technology? I mean, it sounds like you've got a pretty wide and healthy set of solutions, but like, what are some of those kind of like top used features or top, you know, problems that are now being solved through, through your platform? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the creative, exciting ones for me is uh, credit boosting. And this one came from both the tenant and landlord side of things. We had tenants, especially during COVID, saying, hey, can I have a way to uh, build credit from the rent I'm already paying on your system? Right? You've made it easier for me to pay my rent. I can set up auto pay. I can split it with my uh, roommate that lives in the unit. I know when when it's coming up and when it's due. Um, but But can you let me benefit from actually paying it on time? And on the flip side of that, we had landlords saying, hey, can you get my tenants to pay on time more often? Is there a way to incentivize them to actually pay when I want them to pay? And so that's where we we built in credit boosting. It leverages the rent we're already ca- uh, capturing on the system, reporting that to the credit bureaus, helping tenants build their credit so that on average, uh, most tenants are boosting their credit by 60 points in the first month just by reporting the rent they're already paying. And landlords on the flip side of that are then getting their rent on time more often. So it's, it's really a win-win for everybody. And I think it's one of those, you know, beautiful cases of uh, two sides of the equation, sharing a problem that they were trying, they were having and a problem they were trying to solve and us being able to play a part in facilitating that solution. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's a perfect segue into like next year. I think many of us are in the final, if not finished stages of budgets and plans, reflecting on what worked and thinking differently about how we can make next year even more remarkable. What are some of the things that have you or maybe even your customers most pumped about 2023? Yeah. So I I think a huge part of it for me is uh, you talked about uh, being a greenfield space. We've seen a, a tremendous amount of growth over the past year, two, three years. Um, and still, we've only scratched the surface of the community we can help. Um, so it's it's really exciting to me to be able to uh, continue to grow that, continue to bring in the feedback that comes along with that, and then out the other side, build out more solutions that solve uh, problems that everyone has. And as you look to really expand on that mission, uh, my podcast has proven to be a pretty good recruiting ground and I don't charge a fee. Are there any roles that you're looking to fill, uh, whether they're technical or more on the go-to-market side that I can maybe help with? Yeah. So we actually have some jobs up on uh, angel.co slash rent ready. 
That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I because we're a startup and we have to spell something wrong in our name. But so we have some jobs up there, uh, support roles, some engineering roles as well. Um, we'll always be adding more to that. We plan to grow a lot in 2023. That's honestly some of the excitement, you know, even for our own team is uh, we about tripled in team size just this year. We plan to grow more next year as well. So um, anyone that's interested in, you know, being a part of it and helping us solve problems for everybody involved on the, on the management of rentals. Uh, happy to have you apply and interview with us. Very cool. I like it. Uh, last question for me, uh, any questions you might have for me as it relates to industry, my experience or perspective, granted you're in a market that I'm very not familiar with. Yeah, I do have one for you. So uh, you get to see so many different people from different walks of life, especially related to real estate. Um, and you asked me the question of what are we excited to do in 2023? I would love to turn that around and ask, is there anything that you would love to see from us given everything you've, you've seen or things that you see as a void in the market out there, um, that you would love to see run ready tackle in the, in the year ahead? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that it's, it's wildly encouraging to hear, uh, a founder creating a solution for a market that notoriously has not had an option. And I think it's spot on when you say that, you know, that your funnel just has a, a floor where you're just not qualified if you're under 500, 1,000. Heck, I've heard of minimums as as high as 5,000 units. We can't work with you if you're smaller than 5,000 units. I think that... Um, really spreading the good news about what you're building, the market you're you're serving and creating a community there would probably be one of the things I'd be most excited to see because there are a lot of who's who in the conventional multifamily space, especially in the kind of upmarket NMHC top 50 side. And I think that the market you are serving is probably craving that same degree of community to learn how to solve problems, how to scale, how to use technology to drive efficiency. And you probably have a world-class opportunity in front of you to build community and really amplify those voices. I love that. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, hey, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, whether it's on the employment side, uh, inviting you to their podcast, or just picking a founder's brain, uh, I'll, of course, link your LinkedIn. But what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, so some of the best ways is, is rentready.com. Uh, believe it or not, we actually have had live chat since day one, and we keep it there for la every landlord, every tenant, every person that visits. Um, if you ever have questions, you want to reach out, you can always find us there. We're always happy to jump on a phone call or do a demo or talk with anyone that's interested. Awesome. Well, thank you a ton for joining me today, and I will wish you nothing but wild success next year. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it.